This is Workflow, episode 14. Workflow is the podcast that helps teams figure out the best way to work, collaborate, and get stuff done. Brought to you by Rindle. Hey everyone, I'm Brian. And I'm Tom. And we're the co-founders of Rindle, and this is our podcast Workflow. Today we're talking about custom fields, why we built them, and how your team can leverage them. Cool. Before we get started with that, though, uh, what's going on, Brian? Anything exciting happening in Rindle? In Rindle world? In the Rindle world, the world of Rindle. Uh, yes, actually, and this um, podcast topic, I guess, is very timely because we have, by the time this podcast is released, officially launched custom fields, which is really exciting. Um, I think we've mentioned a couple times that we were working on it in previous episodes, um, so to see it come to life and, uh, you know, right now being in a mix of testing it, make sure everything's working properly. Uh, it's really exciting kind of what we're going to bring to our customers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm super, super psyched to finally uh, get it out. Um, I recently even tweeted about it, which is the first tweet I've had in a, a long time, actually, on my personal Twitter account. Driving uh, those Twitter followers. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to follow me, you know, T Planer um, on Twitter. No. <laughs> There are people flocking there right now. Yeah, I, I, ho- I hope so. Well, I think the cool part about launching, you know, this feature, because, you know, we just did a whole V3 kind of rework of our platform and all that stuff. So it's kind of fun to get back into the kind of uh, faster cadence, at least with some of these feature releases. And um, with this custom fields release, we are actually kind of implementing a new product feature playbook uh, from the marketing perspective. So when we release this feature, we're going to be, you know, timing out emails and blog posts and, you know, social posts and things like that, even help desk articles. Um, so it's, it is exciting to kind of get that formally rolling in a better way because we were working on V3 for a while. Uh, so it's kind of nice to get back into that mode and actually uh, make sure we're actually promoting these things properly. Yeah, we're also able to get some like smaller, like the custom fields was obviously a big enhancement of the product or a fairly big feature, but we also have gotten like some smaller, you know, features in there such as uh, colors, uh, like more colors. Um, Basically, you can add in any color that you want for tags and and list colors. Yes, and my favorite, uh, which is the enhancing the copy feature where you can copy a board and now it includes automations. (laughs) <laughs> very awesome. So now you can have, you know, three, four, five automations on a, on a board. You can use that as a template and copy it and all those automations follow it, which is awesome. So lots of stuff happening in, in Rindle. Absolutely. So before we roll into our main topic, uh, if you have questions, topics, or team snares you want us to tear down, you can call 860-577-2293 and leave us a voicemail. Or you can email us at workflow at rindle.com. And uh, also, if you uh, if you like the podcast, uh, please leave us a review. Uh, it helps helps us reach more people, and it motivates us. All right, so on to the main topic: what are custom fields? Um, so today we're going to talk about 
custom fields, you know, we are launching the, the uh, feature itself into our own platform, um, but other platforms do have custom fields and, and even different types of platforms have them. Um, so we thought it'd be fun to talk about how your team can actually leverage them, um, what they are, different scenarios, how to use them, et cetera. Um, so to just to kick things off, custom fields are generally um, provide additional context in, in light of Rindle or any other kind of task or project management platform. Um, they're usually within a task. So you can basically start collecting custom data sets, uh, if you will, within the task that might fit your workflow a little better than what's provided by default. Um, so in our system, we have you know a task title by default, we have a description area, you can add comments and all these things. Um, but if you wanted to add something else custom that had to be collected or tracked with each task, you can do so with a custom field. So we offer seven different types of custom fields. Uh, we offer a text type, uh, a number, uh, a dropdown, checkboxes, radio uh, boxes, and a toggle, and then uh, a date field. So we will be getting into uh, each of those in greater detail in a couple of minutes. But uh, before we actually start talking talking about them in detail, uh, we should probably talk about why we decided to to build the custom field into Rindle uh, at all. Yeah, I think it all really started from customer requests. A lot of what we do, you know, is driven by our customer feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's just, obviously it's popular in a lot of tools out there already. Um, doesn't mean that it's justified for every product. Um, but you know, we were getting a lot of customers kind of asking for it. Well, you know, how can I do things like possibly tracking time or, or a piece of data that's custom to their workflow, or it could be even an internal indicator of some sort, whatever it might be, you know, how can we get that into Rindle? Um, and I think the answer right now, you know, before custom fields was, you know, well, put it in description field, right? Or add a comment with that data in there, or maybe attach a file with that information in it. So that really doesn't lend itself to being kind of conformed, um, easy to use in a lot of ways. And a lot of people were kind of cramming a bunch of pieces of data into description field, which makes it hard to follow. It's not, you know, it's not uh, formatted properly in each test. It's always different, that, those kind of things. Sure. So that's when we really sat down and said, well, you know, we probably need to build something to give that, you know, to our customers and let them track the information they need to track easily. Absolutely, yeah, and, and this is a, a pretty common uh, bit of functionality found in, in a lot of project management softwares, I would say. Um, it basically just allows you to extend uh, the functionality, the, the core functionality of a project management software to really uh, suit your specific needs. Um, and it really just gives you the flexibility to track exactly what your team needs. Yeah, and I think the flexibility is the key. And, you know, I think a lot of our product, at least, you know, we is built with flexibility in mind. Uh, we're very workflow driven. Uh, we want people to be able to configure the workflows that they need. So in the same light, they should be able to configure the task to receive the data they need to receive, um, custom to their workflow. Um, but I think uh, overarching approach for, for Rindle, at least, is, you know, doing that in a really simplistic way. Uh, can we offer the flexibility that our customers need? Um, but do it in a simple way that is not complicated, hard to use, hard to understand, um, and still give what they need in the flexibility. Sure, yeah. So, so in order to actually do that, we actually uh, we investigated how other products are, are doing this. We also uh, did interview a couple of our customers that, that had requested this and, and kind of asked them exactly what their use cases were going to be with the feature itself. 
uh, and, and then we we mapped it out uh, and and how we decided to actually build it uh, I, I think is simple and um, yeah let's let's get into the details of that yeah so the first big thing that might be even a little unique to our platform but you know we did start out with a permission based custom fields feature so it's not just kind of for everybody to use where everybody can add custom fields and admin actually has to turn that on for you to be able to add new ones and manage the actual custom fields available um, so i think that aspect alone gives our users a little more control uh, and because it is custom and you are adding things potentially to tasks we wanted to kind of not make it a free-for-all um, and by doing a permission base kind of limits the access a little bit and gives a little more control and I think the real uh, major reason why we also decided to do permission is because our custom fields within our, our system are global. Uh, so it, you don't just add them to to one board um, and they only appear on that board. When, when you actually add a custom field to the system, you ha it has the option to appear everywhere within the system, um, which which is is great. Uh, you don't have to have it appear everywhere, but uh, with that, you also have the option to remove it. And if you do remove it, it will be removed everywhere in the system. Um, so that sort of uh, destructive piece of functionality really uh, requires, you know, a, an extra level of, you know, permission, if you will. Yeah, that's a good point about the custom fields being global. That definitely drove a lot of that decision-making process. Um, and on top of that, you know, along the flexibility route, you know, we actually did allow custom fields to be turned on for all tasks. So not only one situation scenario being, you know, let's make the custom field available to the whole system and they can be applied to any board or boards. Um, but we also gave the ability to make it a global custom field in, a, in the way that they will automatically apply to all tasks in the system. So yeah, so that really gives that uh, extra flexibility, if you will, to to really make Rindle exactly what you need. Um, you can you can even on a global level turn it on or off on on the task face, uh, which therefore uh, allows you to have the the task face show exactly what you need, like everywhere. So if you're using say story points uh, or something called story points uh, within your workflow, you can have that display on every single task within our, within our system. Yeah, and that's on the task face. So it just really allows you to bring the custom data you're collecting and possibly bring it to the forefront. So you can say, like you said, the story points field, actually bring it to the task face. So when you're looking at the board of all the tasks for that, for that project or whatever you're working on, um, you know, you can see that data without having to drill down into the task itself and look at each, each, each task and each set of data. The other, one of the other real decisions as to why we made it so simple was actually to, um, to get the feature out faster and then potentially iterate on it if, if we get actual user feedback that you know, things need to change or, or people want additional types of custom fields. Uh, this is obviously what we attempt to do with, with everything that we create. But uh, I think it's especially important with, with something like this, which does have a level of uh, flexibility and customization. Awesome. Any, uh, anything else we want to talk about with our decision of how we decided to create it? No, I think that's about it. I think that gives some great background information as far as Windows is concerned. And um, I think we should go into some use cases of how you can use these custom fields, whether you're in Rindle or whether you're in another product.
We have uh, several types of examples. So I, I think the first uh, type is an editorial type context. Yeah, so we have, you know, even in our own workflow, you know, which I've mentioned a couple of times on the, on the podcast, but, you know, we have a blog post board, we have a podcast board where we manage kind of editorial content. Um, and just some examples of how you could use custom fields for that type of content, blog posts specifically, um, but one could be word count. So if you're working with freelancers and you're trying to communicate, well, yep, this blog post, you know, is coming through to Pike. It's, it's now assigned to you, ready to work on, and you want to communicate, well, how long should this be? Again, it doesn't require a meeting or anything like that or having to find it in some comment or description somewhere. It's actually a field that is consistent on every single blog post that comes through to workflow. And you can simply provide, yep, this should be a 1500 word blog post. So word counts a great example. Cool, yeah. Uh, another example is uh, keywords. So keywords for SEO for, again, a blog post, uh, you could just have a text field and, and comma separated list right there. Uh, easy peasy. Um, <laughs> Easy peasy. You like that? Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so um, the next one is type of content. So you could be writing actually, uh, even like for our product release, we're writing multiple pieces of content around the same topic, right? So the release of custom fields. So you might use a custom field for type of content. Is it a blog post? Is it an email? Is it a social post? You know, what is this type of content just to give more clarity? Because you might have sometimes the same type of task name, right? Or, or level of effort that you're trying to do repeated, right? Because you're doing things multiple times for different mediums. So having the type of content will help kind of clarify again further for the freelancer or for the writer or whoever you're working with that, hey, you know, it's this many words, here's the keyword to optimize for and here's the type of content we're building for. And in the same breath, more or less is the location of that content. Um, is this going on Twitter? Is this going on Facebook? Uh, where are we posting it? Um, or, or is this a blog post for uh, the website or potentially could be for another uh, source? So, but more than likely that would also be like a drop down type field, right, Brian? Yeah, or even could be checkboxes, right? Because you could have all the mediums that you normally post to, all the locations. Uh, and then when you create the content or recreate that task to be kind of delved out to whoever's going to do it, you can say that, hey, you know, this goes on check, check, check. Right. And that's just how you're communicating. It makes it really easy to communicate those options and that you see it kind of without having to pull a drop down, you know, because maybe Good there idea, are. Yeah. yeah, maybe you're doing like multiple locations on one task. That's another way to, to work. Right. It really depends on your workflow. Sure. Cool. The next uh, use case, uh, our client onboarding and possibly even CRM. Um, so, you know, in the same light of kind of an ed editorial board, maybe you're you know, having clients on board through a product, like even like Rindle, like we have customers on board, right? If you're doing that process manually, maybe you have a high touch sales process and you have to actually map them through a six week onboarding process, for example, um, that uh, is able to happen now with custom fields because you could track specific information. Uh, even from a CRM perspective, you're now trying to, you're, you're now starting to track things specifically about a client. Um, so one could be like the account type. Right. So maybe just for reference purposes during this onboarding process, you want to select what, what type of account this is, is in your organization. Again, just descriptives about who the client is. Uh, you, you might also want to track specific set of requirements for that client. Um, again, this could be just on, done a nice text field there uh, instead of muddying up the, the description or, or putting it in a comment that might get lost. You just have uh, a field for specific requirements. And that could be, you know, unique to your organization, unique to your exact setup workflow that you have. 
you can even have a couple custom fields, you know, that just, you know, explain the setup uh, requirements, if you will. Another uh, field that you can use uh, is to track the main account owner. So maybe you're working with an account management team or a salesperson or something like that, where you want to, you know, have a dropdown potentially of all your salespeople or account man management people that you could select within the task itself and understand who that person is in case you need to contact them. And again, it's nice and organized and, and easy to read. Same thing uh, with this next thing, which is the project manager uh, that's on the, the specific uh, client project. Yeah, I think I, we would have definitely used those probably in our agency days because we always had an account manager and a project manager assigned you know, and those were pretty much the owners of the account uh, or the project. So it would be helpful to have that kind of information available. Definitely. Uh, another piece of really helpful information would be an email address or addresses uh, of the of the main contact um, on the client side. Uh, that way you don't have to comb through your email or you don't have to comb through, again, the description field for, for a piece of information like that. And maybe even phone numbers, right? Never know. Sure. And Never really know. where that CRM comes into place. But yeah, email, any kind of contact information probably. Um, and another one could be notes. So maybe you have something like in Rindle, we have a description field, but maybe you have additional notes or a specific type of notes that you collect every time that you want to label a certain way. It could be another, again, providing notes or information uh, on the task level. Another general custom field is toggle custom field, which in an onboarding example, uh, you know, you could be onboarding a client onto a software platform. You could be working with the IT team that has to actually create the account in the software. Um, so you could have a toggle saying account setup, yes or no, and have them flag yes or no, or whatever it might be, um, to indicate that the account has actually been set up. Next type of example that we have is for uh, development. So uh, story points, we had mentioned them earlier. Uh, story points could easily be tracked. Um, Within a custom field, for example, in Rindle, you might have a, a number type custom field that uh, you display on the task face and people can enter in the difficulty of the task. Yeah, it really could be any kind of point system, you know, story points in an agile world, but, you know, even in a drop down, if you have a one through 10 scale, right, sure. you could even use a drop down and have one through 10 and, you know, select the, your internal rating scale or whatever, uh, could really be custom to your workflow. Another example is, you know, in a development world, maybe you have a roadmap where you're actually tracking features like we do here at Rindle, um, but, you know, you're also tracking, well, maybe you have a really long backlog of features, you're tracking which customers are giving you feedback, but maybe you're also doing internal voting or, or any, a rating system on that as well. So you want to track, well, what, what is interesting, you know, what do people think are the most important things and actually use a custom field to track that data. Uh, and give some format. So you could use a drop down in that case again with, you know, a one through five star uh, rating system as an example or however you want to do it. Um, but, you know, track kind of importance on a roadmap. Uh, and finally, uh, feature type uh, could be uh, drop down, could be checkboxes, depending on however you have it set up. They could be like an app. This features for an app, uh, mobile website, or for multiple things potentially. Uh, if you made a checkbox, you could you could be like, okay, this needs to be configured for a website and for the the app, but it's not for mobile. Similar to like types of content and editorial workflow, right? Like sure. these are like type of features. So we could be building a feature that's specific for a mobile app, or maybe for the actual web-based app, or maybe it's an enhancement that that feature needs to be added to the website, right? So it's just to kind of just to again, custom to your workflow, but to identify the type of feature you're building.
Cool. So the next kind of use case example are just general um, things that can be used really in any type of department or team or anything you're working in. Um, but the first one is priority. So this definitely uh, works across the board, but you know, low, medium, high priority is a real simple example. Of course, this can be custom to whatever, however you rank or however you prioritize. Um, but again, a drop down potentially would work really well, um, or even a radio button option would work well. Uh, but again, if you're using anything at the task level to track priority, a lot of times, you know, in the workflows we describe, you know, you ha might have lists within your workflow where the tasks are moving left to right, and you might prioritize them that way, but maybe you need an additional prioritization on the task level, and this is a great way to do that. Another general example might be an estimate versus uh, an actual. So you, so you might have um, two fields, and you might be tracking hours for uh, a particular task, and you might have, have one field that hey, what's the estimate, and you fill that out prior, and then uh, once the task is done, uh, you fill out the actual field. Yeah, and this could be used you know, even beyond hours, like for dollars if you're tracking a budget. So if you're estimating how long a project or feature will take, uh, your estimate versus actual can be tracked that way. Same with story points, like we talked about. Um, you know, you might estimate it's two story points, but it ended up being five story points, right? Just to understand that on any kind of estimate versus actual is helpful to, to know what you started with and know what you ended up with. So another real general thing is, uh, is approvals. And, and this, this one's pretty, uh, a pretty big one. So you might have um, several people who have to approve uh, a feature or, a, a, um, or possibly uh, if it is like, say, a, a, a budget type thing, budget approval, you might have like, oh, this has to be run by Brian and Tom uh, before it actually goes out. So you, you could have each of their names on a checkbox and when they approve it, they could check it off. It's pretty straightforward, but pretty awesome. Uh, and the last one is time tracking. Uh, and this is, you know, definitely like we integrate at Rindle here, you know, with some time tracking tools like Harvest. Um, but now with custom fields, you can even track time. So similar to estimate versus actual, you can actually have a time field. This could just be a, a number field where you just input how many hours were spent on it. Uh, and that could just be added. Uh, and with our support for exporting, you can actually export that project out as a CSV and easily do a whole bunch of calculations based on that data. So uh, I think a, a common question um, that comes up w when you have any sort of additional functionality is, is why should you use custom fields versus uh, say tags or, or even, you know, the, the description field, right? Like w w where do you make the jump to uh, decide like, oh, I should use, I should use custom fields over this other piece of functionality that uh, a product offers. Yeah. I mean, something like custom fields and tags, like they both offer flexibility. Um, and in most systems, you can add as many as you want. You can have different combinations. Um, so it does come up often like, well, what should I use and why and how? You know, here's a, just a kind of guidance of how to think about each. Uh, if the platform you're using or especially if you're using Rindle, you know, we, we do have both tags and custom fields. But, you know, tags are more informal uh, and let you add information with a combination of text and colors. Um, users typically can forget to add tags because it's, you know, usually a couple steps to get a tag added um, that the user, you're relying on the user basically to remember, oh yeah, before I finish this task or before I move this along the workflow, I need to make sure I add these two tags to it. Um, so it's a little more reliance on the user to, to get that data inputted. I, I think they're also, um, they sometimes lack context that a custom field uh, can have. The, the custom field 
typically has has some sort of description for the field or uh, a name of a field and here's the value versus uh, a tag which is just whatever the tag is um so you might not you might not know like oh this is the status tag because it's just a general tag lumped in with all the other tags yeah i mean custom fields are generally more structured um and like if you need like standardized fields inside your task you like like tags you know you have one one piece of data like a tag is a tag it's it it has mm -hmm. it's a piece of text and a color or whatever that tag system might be um but something like custom field you know you can actually collect information on every task as a default so that information like we gave examples of all the different custom fields we have but it could be a series of checkboxes it could be an input field for text it could be capturing a number so there's a lot more you know flexibility as to what you want to capture and how you want to capture it and you can standardize on that so it's all collected and presented in the same way as opposed like to tags where it's like well remember to add it it's kind of one-dimensional so yeah, so as as we said earlier, this is um, this we designed this and, and built this quickly and simply, uh, purposely, uh, just so we could get it out into the product. Um, but we do have plans for the future of custom fields, most notably automations. With with automations, we'll basically be able to leverage data that's inputted or selected through the custom fields. So you can basically have it be a trigger or an action. So imagine saying, oh, you know, when this field has a value as a trigger, for an example, or a certain value potentially, you know, take this action or, you know, vice versa, have this custom field be the action, right? So populate this field or select this field or even add a custom field. So tough to say exactly what that picture is going to look like. Sure. Um, but our automation platform kind of works generally in that way. We, we have to work out the details. But the power of that, uh, being able to add your own fields with your own values and add automations to a workflow is, is mind-blowing. Yeah, especially uh, potentially leveraging them on, on the action side of an automation where, where you might be able to make use of uh, a field that say like an email address in order to actually uh send an email to that address um that could be that could be really awesome that could be really cool because now you could customize because right now we have like you know the ability to email a notification out uh but that's really based on uh the users that are already in the system assigned to the tasks things like that or watching the task mm -hmm. um but to be able to do that off a custom field again if you're using it as like a crm and you're emailing a customer at a certain step and you want to automate that really really flexible yep really looking forward to uh starting tackle automations in, in next couple weeks so cool so let's talk about tips for taking action um so i think the first tip is just you know when picking a platform if you're not already on one having the flexibility of custom fields will definitely come in handy. Uh, I think, you know, unless your workflow is super simplistic, which is great if it is, um, but a lot of times you will find yourself wishing that, hey, I wish I could just add this field to be tracked where everybody can see it and input some data. Um, so definitely keep that in mind with all the points that we made today with the different workflows. Uh, some of these might have sparked some ideas in your head. So if you are in the market for a platform, keep that in mind when making those selections. And if you are struggling with how to track specific task information, try out custom fields if, if your platform supports it. Yeah, I mean, like kind of like we mentioned before, just with like, if you find yourself shoving a lot of various data into kind of things that aren't meant or, to handle yeah. it, 
yeah like the comment and description field and things like that that's usually a sign that you could do that in a better way and that's going to be clear for your team uh for everybody to see the information they need to see um it would also give you the ability in something like rindle to get that piece of data onto the task face even so they can even see it a little clearer so if you're finding that happening a lot uh if the platform you're using already supports it or whatnot you know, give it a shot and try to get your data a little more organized. Uh, so you're actually, it's going to be better for your team uh, overall. Well, I think that about wraps us up for the day. If you have a question for us, you can call it into our voicemail number at 860-577-2293, or you can email it to us at workflow at rindle.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Thunder Rock by Magic Studio used under Creative Commons. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Workflow and visit rindle.com slash workflow dash podcast for a full transcript of each episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.